Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, may the words I speak this day bring credit to the name of Jesus and draw others to him. In his name I pray. Amen. A man entered a doctor's surgery and wanted to see the doctor in, in a very, uh, in a hurried way. He wanted the doctor to see his foot and look at the wound and bandage it as quickly as possible as he was in a rush. The doctor asked, what is the rush? For that he replied, my wife is very sick in a home and I need to get to her because we need to have lunch together. And the doctor said, will your wife be very angry? If you get a little late, he replied, she doesn't know me. She suffers with severe dementia and she has been like that for the past five years. Doctor was very surprised and said, even if you are a little late, it does not matter, is it? Is it a problem? For that the elderly gentleman replied, yes. She doesn't know me, but I know her, isn't it? And I have to remind her every day, several times, who she is and who I am. I have to remind her that I am her husband and we have been together for 60 years. I really love her. The wife keeps forgetting even with numerous daily reminders by her husband. But he does not give up, even if he has to remind her time and time again. He does it with great love and affection. The doctor was really moved by the eight-year-old gentleman's affection and concern. Love is patient and kind. It is not jealous or conceited or proud. Love is not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love never gives up. God's love is like this. We may not know him. He may be hiding. But he has now heard that he is hiding in our hearts. We may not experience his love. We may not be entitled for his love. Even if we don't deserve his love, he is continuously loving us. He loves us unconditionally. All you need is love, is my title. We are at the final weeks of Eastertide and have been looking at Jesus' final discourse. He started in the upper room, prepared, him, prepared all his disciples with the Last Supper, perhaps to be with the disciples, spend time with them, dine with them 
to have the feeling of togetherness and action to show the love towards them. Washing the feet of the disciples, yes, he did that too. He expresses the love through sheer humbleness. Jesus was preparing to leave his disciples. Physically, he was going, not going to be there with them anymore. He wanted them to cope when that happens. Perhaps he did not want them to be distressed, miss him, and feel lost. He was concerned about them. Would you not call this the love of concern? He strengthens them and guides them. He reminds them how they should live and what is expected of them. He did all this to express his friendly, fatherly love towards them. Jesus spoke about the wine and the branches where he discussed about the interdependence on him, which we heard last week. Now, Jesus moves from the metaphor of the wine and the branches to direct language as he talks about the relationship of love and all that it means. Love is a matter of action, not emotion. It entails keeping Jesus' commandments, which is the mark of abiding in his love. Obedience is the direct consequence of love. It is not in any sense a condition for love, mere consequence of love. Such love has no limits. Jesus' words about his own death for his friends makes that very clear. Jesus wanted his disciples and us to know that his father loved him unconditionally and the father loves us unconditionally too. Jesus wants us to experience that special love that he received from his father and share it with others. And he says, I love you just as the father loves me. Remain in my love. During Jesus' ministry, he showed his love as he rejoiced when he could accomplish his father's commands. Jesus showed his unconditional love in so many ways. For example, remember the Samaritan woman at the Jacob's well. Jesus befriended a non-Jewish woman. He met her needs by giving her a sense of belonging, a sense of worthiness, an identity, and a purpose in life. Then again on that Sabbath day when he healed the cripple who was abandoned by all the people, he not only healed, 
but he highlighted the care for the marginalized and clearly he challenged for and spoke for injustice. Then we heard about this Lazarus death and how Jesus was moved with compassion. He comforted Mary and Martha, the sisters, and he was present in that to console everyone. All this showed the love Jesus had for us too, the special love, the unconditional love. Jesus showed his father's love by obedience, even going to the cross. He is asking you and me to be obedient to his calling and keep his commandment to love one another so that we too can rejoice and give glory to the Father in heaven. When Jesus said, Remain in my love. He is asking us to follow what he did. Pray regularly to be in union with one another. Listen and learn to the scriptures, God's word. And to have fellowship. And to care for ourselves and all those around us to practice hospitality and generosity, to show humility and humbleness. By that, we too can experience his joy, the complete joy he promised, the joy of belonging to him, to be in his family. As he clearly says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. He also said, you are my friend. I have told you all what my father has told me. What a privilege to be in, in that position, isn't it? We are all chosen to live a life full of love and joy. Through our action, we can serve others and care for God's creation and all God's gifts too. Truly, we are chosen and that is why he has called us to bear much fruit, the kind of fruit that endures. If we remain in his love and obey his commands, we bear much fruit to glorify the Father. So what does that mean? It is to share the good news of Jesus with others. To follow the footsteps of Jesus. In fact, the coming week is known as the Christian Aid Week. In the past, we have been involved in a door-to-door -door collection and support the Christian Aid fundraising campaign. Unfortunately, this year, we are not able to do that 
due to the current COVID situation. Yet, we can still reach out to all those in need with, their, with our prayers and giving. Praying for those in need, especially who are affected by the climate change. Pray for all volunteers and the aid workers who are able to reach out to those in need. Pray for a radical change of heart for politicians and that as a global community we will care for our common home and for people living in poverty. Jesus is calling us to go and bear fruit, the fruit that will last. Now, bearing much fruit is to live and love one another as Jesus loved us. Bearing fruit invites us to respond with our calling of love and obedience but leaves us with the choice of whether or not to do so. If we do choose to respond this way, we enter the new way of life, marked by the obedience and friends with Jesus. This way of life is missionary in itself, because the depth of Christian love is attractive to others. This is one way of understanding Jesus' promise of fruit that will last. We are loved. We are called. We are chosen. We can bear fruit, much fruit, that will last. Are you ready to accept the love Christ has given us and remain in his love? Are you ready to keep his command to love one another as he has loved you? Are you ready to bear much fruit? May God enable us to open our hearts and minds to love one another and bear much fruit, the fruit that will last to reveal God's glory. Amen.